This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and directors at camphacker.tv. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. That critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all those promises that you make to your parents and families through the rest of the year. I cannot believe that we've been saying that now for four years and that we're about to start our fifth season. And I seriously thought about changing it up because we have listeners who can repeat that back to me and have uh, at conferences. But we thought, no, for season five, we're going to leave it the same, at least for now. It's such a privilege for us to do our small part to make the world of camp even more connected and intentional. And such an honor for me to work with these two incredible women that I'm going to have uh, introduced to you now. So, Gab, you go first, please. Wow. That's a lovely introduction. Um, <laughs> well, it's year five. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, well, my name is Gabrielle Rell, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. And Camp Waro is an all-girls camp situated in the Laurentian uh, Mountains, uh, close to Montreal. And we focus on uh, creating a positive female environment, uh, both in English and French. Thank you. And south of the border, we have Ruby. I'm Ruby Compton. I'm the Western North Carolina Program Director for an organization called Muddy Sneakers. We take public school fifth graders out into the woods and teach them their science curriculum. Uh, last year we served over or around 3,000 students between our two offices in 44 different schools, 14 different school districts. Um, and it's a blast. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. And I'm Beth Allison. I'm co-owner of Camp Hacker and Go Camp Pro. And for many years, I was a camp director and an executive director in Muskoka, Ontario, Canada. And now I am a consultant. And my big passion is intentional leadership training and building that really solid, supportive community and self-esteem for our people. And today's topic for the first one of season five is how to move forward after a solid summer at camp. We've actually been on the road this past conference season talking about what to do if you've had a bad year at camp. Uh, But today we thought it was important to talk about what happens if things went really well. Now what do you do? Um, Ruby, do you have anything further to say about that? Like why did we choose to sort of start off our season with that? Yeah, I think that it's not, it's a lot easier to think about the terrible things and what you would do differently versus the great things. And uh, so as Beth said, we've talked about, you know, when things don't go great, what can you do? I think it's equally as important to be intentional when things have gone really well, to recognize that um, and maybe make some changes uh, for the next year. Great. Okay. So thanks for that. Gab, do you want to start us off? You've, we've talked already and had a nice catch up since your summer and -hmm. things went pretty well. So have you got any advice or tips for what to do when you're heading into the fall after a pretty solid summer? Yeah, well, I, I also went out to dinner. I have a, a couple of camp director friends, and we like to sort of, once the dust settles, go out for dinner. And I went out with my good friend, Shana Joyce, who runs um, Camp Amy Molson. And she, she said that at the halfway point of the summer, she started 
started getting anxious because she was, she was thinking, when's the big bad thing going to happen? <laughs> um, and she's and the the closer camp, you know, uh, was coming to an end, the the bigger she thought this horrible thing was was going to happen. And her staff were like, this summer was really good. And she's like, don't finish that sentence. You're gonna, <laughs> you're going to fix us. I don't want to hear it. Um, and I asked her why, you know, why did, she, why did it go so well? And, you know, there's certain things that we can't prevent. Um, uh, you know, th- th- they're just, you know, they're just not preventable. Um, but then there's, there's some things that when you're doing it for a certain amount of time, you have the right staff, you've put in the energy, uh, you've learned from your mistakes, you've made the adjustments, it can chalk up to a better summer than others. Um, you can also do all of those things and it could be a really difficult <laughs> summer. Uh, but on the chance that that those are the things that that were in place, I think that um, for me, one of one of the the biggest pieces is to evaluate what did we do well and how did we get there. Um, and I remember once having a great summer, and I was like, "Wow, we did it!" And the next summer, I decided, "Well, the staff understand this piece. You know, we don't need to go over it again." <laughs> and boy, did they teach me my lesson! Um, <laughs> thanks, staff. <laughs> so, it, so evaluating evaluating that part for me is is really important. And the other part that I like to look at is what am I starting to get bored with? Um, and sometimes it's a matter of it's not that we we don't need to do it again if it's if it's teaching for a staff but it's maybe I don't do that again. Maybe this is a, a point where I can pass this on to other people and I can really look at that in October and and start making those phone calls to some alumni staff members that might want to run some sessions or some returning staff members and say, I'd like to train you on, on how to do this piece. Nice. Yes, brilliant. And hi from me to Shauna as well. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> to know that you had a great summer. Ruby, what do you think? Uh, sure. I, I'm just going to toss out some ideas um, somewhat for further on the reflection piece. So I think similar to what Gab said is, is the temptation is to just like check the box and be like, cool, we got this. You know, like we don't have to spend more time on this in training or we can do this the exact same way next year and it'll play out the exact same way. And the reality of it is, of course, that is not true. Um, generally may not be true. Um, so I think one thing to think about is, are there things that went really well that you shouldn't do again? Um, mm. I think it's, it's that concept, we talk about in experiential ed a lot, about ending at the height of enjoyment. So you're playing a game with the kids, and you know you can, as we know, like kids will play a game till everybody's super bored with it, or they're not. They'll just play it for hours and hours and hours. But if I'm leading a group, especially if time is limited, as it often is in groups that I'm working with, um, we'll play a game. We might play two rounds of it so that everybody gets to experience the, maybe the couple different roles being the, it being the, the, you know, running from the, it, whatever. Um, but I'm going to stop before the kids get bored with it. And maybe I'm going to stop at the height of enjoyment so that they're asking for it and they may even play it on their own later. And so I think using that same concept with camp, that there may be things that were really, really good this summer that you need to like, pack up and put in the closet and save for another year. Uh, because what could end up happening is you try to recreate it artificially and it doesn't quite go the same. And then you have the staff going, well, but like last year we did this and it went really well, you know? So just don't be afraid to look at something that was super awesome and go, Hmm, maybe I should hold that card and play it later. I also, I also like when you sometimes, imitate staff like like they're like surfer dudes they're like well 
Sometimes. Isn't that your step? <laughs> yeah. She's in oh, the no, Carolinas. She's closer to water than we are. That's probably awesome. what, what it is. Um, and I'm going to bounce off that evaluation piece too and go just a little bit further with it. For those of you who really are thinking, what, what do I need to evaluate after a really great summer? So I want you to take time to look into every single aspect of your season. Everything. How did the staff do? What did they do well? What do they still need to work on? How was the food, the registration, dealing with parents and families, camper issues, the health of your staff and campers? How'd you do with volunteers? What's the site like, physical site, equipment? What worked best in your program? Was your marketing successful? How was staff training? What was your bottom line? Did you stay within budget? Did you make any money? How tired are you? Is your staff, how tired are they? Like, I mean, everything, like breakfasts, snacks, everything. And once you take it all up, what I would suggest is then seeing how you line that up with that why statement that you would have given your staff at staff training. Did your summer line up with your mission? What are all the positive experiences that came out of that? What went right? What went wrong? And look for patterns. So you want to be sure to analyze why it was such a solid summer so you know what to do again for next year and what to put into place now for next summer. And then, as we have said so many times before, right now, what do you want it to look like, sound like, taste like, feel like uh, on the last day of summer 2018 and work backwards? Um, the other thing I would say is to be sure at this time to stay really connected to your staff and your campers. Make it somebody's job to stay in touch with staff and not lose those feelings of success and joy at reaching your goals together and making a difference in the lives of so many people. So send out a handwritten thank you note to every single member of your staff and all your volunteers and mention at least two to three specific things that they contributed to this amazing summer. And if you have a really big staff, like you're listening to this going, I have 450 people, like I can't write a handwritten note take that job and share it out with your leadership team um, or with alumni who can help you do that. No doubt you've got like a staff Facebook page or email or Instagram, whatever it is, send out a photo every week from camp from this past summer that highlights people working towards your mission and use some great quotes maybe that you used in your summer training or that people said, you know, every year there become things that become a staff saying from that particular summer as long as it's positive and works towards your mission and you know highlight those kinds of things ask different staff members to participate by getting them to write those short blog posts or or letters to their fellow staff about what they learned what they accomplished what they overcame what they miss about camp and post at least one a month um, to that staff group and um, you know plan your christmas hanukkah holiday party whatever it is now Get it on the calendar, get your staff together um, at camp or in the city and figure out how you can connect with the people who are, you know, really far away in a different country, a different continent to be part of that via a certain time at Skype. So at some point in that reunion, everybody can be together, um, you know, send out care packages to your staff who are away at school. It doesn't have to cost a lot, but something that they're really um you know, we'll say, hey, we miss you, we're thinking of you. So you're really starting to continue 
that connection and not let go of that amazing summer, not just let it slip away um, into people's memories. Um, highlight all this stuff on your website about all the cool things that your staff are doing um, throughout the year at school and in their communities and give shout outs for those kinds of things. Um, you know, what are they doing to continue to take it to the next level and make a difference in this big world, not just the world at camp. So connect, 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 and then make somebody's job the same thing with campers and somebody's same, uh, same kind of job with volunteers and donors and somebody's the same kind of job with parents. Like, and if it's just you, <laughs> hope it's not just you, um, maybe there are board members that can help you do that, but stay connected. Don't ever assume that you can ride this wave of amazing awesomeness until next summer and duplicate it all over again without staying connected and being intentional with your message through the year. So those would be, that would be my big thing is stay connected with your people and remind them of what it was that made it so amazing for you. Gab, you got something else there? I was just flipping through all my cue cards, like trying to jot down <laughs> what you were saying. Um, <laughs> do I have something else? Um, I want to have something else. <laughs> I think it's hard, right? Because after, I find that after camp, um, especially when you do have, when you do have a good summer, it doesn't change the fact on how tired you're going to be, um, after, after the summer Not and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, and, and I, and I, I, I can, I can feel as I'm writing these things down, I'm my anxiety level is like, you're so right, Beth. I have to contact <laughs> all these people. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but not all by yourself. We you got to get, get this going. Delegate, delegate. <laughs> I've got to leave the podcast. I got to get started. Um, <laughs> but I, but I think that the, the benefit of the, of a good summer is that um, a lot of people do want to ride that wave and continue talking about it. And if you, if you can connect to some of those key people uh, and reach out to them, either your staff, you know, usually we create like a staff Facebook, private Facebook group and, and say, I, I really want to work on this and this and this. Is there anybody that's interested? Or if you have people in mind and, and it is, it is a moment to stop and pause and say, okay, who can be, who are these, who are the people that I can give a little bit of, of work to that, that they're going to be excited to to participate uh, in sharing our message or evaluating why things were were so great. And I know that this year for us, um, because because it was going well and because I had quite a few returning staff members, we created more projects than we than we uh, usually have uh, for staff members. And one of I remember also a year where we had a great year. And because it was such a great year, staff members had decided, oh, that was the best year. That's their retirement year. Yes. And uh, so with these projects, intentionally, some of these projects we did at camp, but they need to be completed throughout the year. And I had two projects specifically that I wanted to do that so that it, I would <laughs> keep people tied in because I didn't want to, because I knew it was a good summer. I was like, oh, they're loving it. They're loving this summer. Oh my gosh, next year. <laughs> I can have to start from scratch. So, um, so, so if you can sort of, I think it is actually important and intentional to get some staff members to jump in and have projects that they can work on. Uh, even if you are a super director, you probably can do all of these things. Um, I knew, I know some directors that are phenomenal at getting stuff done. I am 
not one of those. I am an ideas person, <laughs> but uh, I know people that get things done very effectively. But if you you can you know bring in some people so that um, they're not retiring on what they think is the best summer, because we we can't let it be. We can't last summer be the best summer. Great, great ideas, Ruby. I would strongly encourage as you start interviewing return staff um, to definitely ask the question, what do you think is going to be different about this next summer? And mm. so I'm already planting the seed of it's not going to be last summer. You know, I think the second summer is the hardest in a lot of ways, or at least it was for me as a second year staff member, because my first summer was so fantastic. And you go in with, you know, some expectations, even if you grew up at camp, you're only, you're going to have a certain set of expectations and you're either going to like blow those out of the water or you're going to be super disappointed and probably not come back. So either way, that question is really valid. Um, and, and I just want to get the staff to have their wheels turning on like, what is different? And it's interesting how people will answer it. Sometimes people will be really critical of the organization and say, you know, this needs to change at camp and, and this should be different. And sometimes they're going to be really self-reflective and say, well, I think that I could have done more of this or I'm going to have experience now. So I feel really comfortable in mentoring the staff next year. And like, if you hear somebody say that like a plus, yeah, I want you back, you know? <laughs> um, and I think the most common answer I heard was, well, you know, I have more experience. So I really want to create good connections with the kids. And it's like, great. You said that, you know? And so when they come to training and they're kind of uh, or they're getting into their second summer and they're zoning out or whatever, you can bring that right back to them and say, hey, remember when we talked in our interview, you said you wanted to be more committed to the kids, and that is that is your challenge to, to take on this year. So I think that's really important. And I, and I always, at the beginning of the summer, especially if we'd had a really great summer the year before, I would tell the staff outright, this is not last summer. It's not last summer. And this is this summer. And it's, you know, even if I had all the same staff back, I would still make that statement to them because the kids are going to be yep. different and the weather is going to be different. Um, all those environmental things you talked about too, Beth. And, and, and like for the, in the United States, like the political climate is really different right now. And I think that's something else to examine when you're looking back at what was so great about this year is look at some of those external factors for the attitudes or experiences that some of your, your mm -hmm. parents and, and kids may have been bringing in that year that they really needed camp, <laughs> you know, um, so this is not last summer and then asking the staff when they're doing their interviews as return staff, Hey, what do you think is going to be different about this next summer? Nice. And when I was talking about connecting with campers, I forgot to mention an idea that I, I had years ago and we, so we did it, we built on it after a particularly great summer and we'd done a lot of great girl circle time, um, and boy circle time throughout the summer. And so we created a magazine online um, that we put out once a month that highlighted all the great things uh, young women were doing in our community and young men were doing in our community um, and, you know, had campers, like an interview once a month with a camper who was doing something cool, um, highlighted some of those. Like we, we really put out something a little more special, but because we were not-for-profit, we couldn't print it out and mail it out to all these um, clients. But we did it online, and uh, I had uh, somebody who knew what they were doing graphically, so that really helped me. Thank you, Chantelle Jackson. Um, and I would kind of write all the stuff, and then she would make it look beautiful. So 
um, that really connected campers too. And they were excited to read who was coming up next month. And, um, you know, when they were contacted for contributions or they were always at the end of every magazine asked if there was something they wanted to share, they could. So they sent us poems and pictures of themselves doing cool stuff. And it was just a nice way to keep the campers connected. And again, bringing it back to our mission statement. The other thing I would think about now is that if you are in that really special place where you've had a great summer, you can now build on that solid foundation for next year and be even more intentional and dream of things that you can add to your program, to your training, to your communication with your people, your donors, families, volunteers, and take it now to that next level. Uh, particularly if you've had like a couple of good summers in a row, like you're really sort of getting uh, them on a level where everybody gets it and they want to do more. So I would use that opportunity to get together with your leadership team or ask and or ask a panel of representatives of groups to meet with you for a day, uh, like your, uh, you know, representatives from your parents, from your volunteers, from your donors, um, all those kinds of things, maybe from your churches or your organizations that you draw from, um, the people that you really trust and the people that you think uh, have the right um, heart for camp and ask them to sit together, you know, get some of your counselors and get them to sit together on a dream team. And if you can bring, um, a, an outside facilitator to help you stay on track and, and ask you the right questions, that's great. And if you can't afford that, or you don't know somebody who'll do it for you, um, for nothing, um, then, you know, you can do that yourselves. But after you've sort of dreamed for the morning and pared down a list in that first half of your day, feed them some lunch. We always talk about giving people food, always makes them happy. Um, and then share some of those amazing memories and stories from the summer with a, a slideshow or people sharing their GMICs, their great moments in camping. So you could get a couple of parents to share a great moment in camping that, you know, they heard from their child, uh, get a donor to, to share a great moment in camping, get a staff member, um, and ask them, um, then to each work backwards and come up with um, those necessary steps for next summer to get them to these dreams that you've pared down on your list, right? So you've got this dream, um, all this list of things. What are the steps that need to be put into place so that you can get there by next summer? And then if it works for you or for this dream team, have them take on these tasks throughout the year. As Gab said, she was talking about giving some senior staff people tasks to work on or Get them to develop those lists and give them to you and you can assign them to the, the people who might be able to do them. But really use that momentum to get people excited and to create that energy that you are always growing, always tweaking, always working to make camp even better. And the last couple of tips I would have would be just don't get too cocky. Um, don't be woohoo, awesome summer. We got this down. We know what we're doing and ride the wave. And on the flip side, Shauna, don't get paranoid and worry that something bad's going to happen or that you will never have it again, that you have experienced perfection and nothing else will ever add up to that. No two summers will ever be the same as Ruby has um, told us so brilliantly. And I used to equate it to my children. So I would say as a parent, you know, you have a second child, you love them just as much, but they are different. Um, and so you just want to really learn from that solid summer, analyze it, recognize the patterns, tweak your policies, your procedures, your training, like your opening day stuff, if that's not went, went well, you know, tweak your registration process or whatever it is so that you can continue to have that kind of success and that you can grow even more. And then of course, because you're on this new, uh, level of solid foundation, you're changing even more lives for the better because our world needs 
more better. Um, and the last thing I would say, he's all my English profs are going, oh my goodness, she didn't just say that, but I did, um, is share your success. Once you know what you did that worked so well for you, write an article, a blog post, create a session to speak at a camp conference, local, national, international. Um, it's our responsibility as youth development professionals to raise the bar in our industry and help others succeed too. And camp folks are the ones that are willing to share. We're always keen to learn from each other and to hear each other's stories. So tell your story. How did you make it so successful? Um, and let's see if we can help other people out. Anything else from anybody before we recap? That's awesome. Um, what, one of the things um, that I was able to do at Warrow after, after we had a couple of steady growth years uh, was to be able to start asking people that applied for leadership team positions to sign a two-year contract of commitment. Mm. And it has made all the difference in the sense that, and I understand that it's, 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 it's a hard place to get to, to have somebody that's in their early twenties to commit to two years. Um, but, uh, but what it's the way I've presented it to, to leadership team members is that their first year, I believe that they'll do a, a great job. That's why they're hired. Uh, I believe in them and, and I'll provide them with the training and the support for them to do a great job. But their second year is there so that they can have an impact, uh, a positive impact on camp or a positive growth impact on camp. And, and that, you can really only do with experience um, where you have that reflection throughout the year. And so then I know who I'm going to be getting the next year. And of course, sometimes it doesn't always work out, but I would say about, I would say almost every single one of the people that have shake, shook my hand and said that they've committed to a two year commitment has worked out. I also put in parentheses um, and brackets <laughs> uh, <laughs> that if it doesn't work out that I, I might not hire them for a second year. Um, and that's, that's something that I reserve the right to do. And, and if there's some sort of huge life change for them, um, then I understand, but it's so that's a little conversation that we have. And then the last thing is that, um, in October, there's a, if you want to get your community involved in, in talking about camp and sharing, uh, the great summer that they've had, uh, there's a free marketing campaign for camps called Thanks to Camp. And basically, it's just asking your staff, uh, campers, parents, alumni uh, to post a picture on their uh, Facebook or Instagram holding up a sign that says, thanks to camp. And then they finish the sentence like, you know, I made my best friends uh, at camp or I learned to take healthy risks or I found my voice. Um, and we basically started doing that. I started doing this this uh, campaign because I wanted something to have uh, to have a conversation and involve my staff and my campers and alumni in sharing their stories. Uh, and so that will be in October. So you can look that up at thanks to camp.ca. And thanks to Gab for thanks to camp.ca. <laughs> <laughs> <And> problem. <laughs> um, Ruby, do you have anything else or are we ready for recap? Bring on recap. The recap. All right. Bring on Everybody's recap. favorite time. Gabrielle. <laughs> 
My goodness, there's so much information. I think I'm also rusty. Um, I was just listening <laughs> to you, Beth. I was like, oh, yeah, this is so great. And um, and then I was like, all right. <laughs> I recap the information at the very end. Great, great, great. Good, good, good. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so basically, to recap, uh, what I, what I uh, put into three major categories, which we have uh, connection, uh, evaluation, and staff. And who we really want to connect to are our staff, campers, parents, and friends, be that board members, fundraisers, or our, our, those camp friends that support us throughout the year. We want to connect to them by having them share their story, uh, help them build on, on our past experiences. And that leads me to evaluation, which goes into three other categories, which is myself. Let's look how I did this summer. You know, camp is also about you, camp directors. Um, others, which are camp uh, campers and staff members and camp itself and really detail evaluate that. So you can ask yourself, uh, does this connect to our mission? Uh, should I, I want to leave them on a high and can I bring it to the next level? And when we get down to staff and being a little bit more specific, when we interview them, let's look at what's going to be different for next summer. Can we give them projects throughout the summer to keep them tied in and really what's next? And that's the biggest question. What's next for our camp uh, next summer? There we go. That's a recap uh, for season five. I would say you're not rusty at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that well was done. a pretty well great done. recap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, great. And so how can you get involved? You can join us. Um, you can use the hashtag on Twitter or of Camp Code. Let us know what topics you want us to discuss, any guests that you recommend that we talk to. We should get some guests for season five. We haven't guests for a while. Um, and what great leadership tips that you have that you do at your camp that have gone really well. Remember, we're sharing our success stories. So let us know so we can tell people. We would love for, to hear from you because we are all about sharing in this industry. And if you have found this podcast to be useful or enjoyable, um, then please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. And you can do that by going to camppacker.tv slash cc underscore iTunes. Or, of course, you can tweet your love for our show by going to camppacker.tv slash love. And this is how you can contact each one of us individually. Ruby. You can reach me by email, rubylynn, that's R-U-B-Y-L-Y-N-N, 85 at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter under the same handle, rubylynn85, and on Instagram at rubyoutdoors. Great. Thank you, Gab. How do we find you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Gabrielle Rail uh, and Rails Two L's. Uh, you can also check out where I work uh, at Camp Oro O U A R E A U dot com. Thank you, and you can email me directly at Beth at camphacker dot tv. Uh, our website is camphacker dot tv, and our hashtag is camphacker. Uh, hard to know who we work for. Um, and Ruby, what's our next podcast? Our next podcast is going to design, uh, dive into one of my favorite pieces of staff training is talking about staff training design. And so we're going to discuss the balance of talking about the headier kind of more theory based information um, and balancing that with hands on practice, the, you know, procedural, you do this and then this and then this. We're going to talk about that balance um, and, and what is the right balance and how to do that effectively. Perfect. And our final segment, of course, on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And again, we would love to hear some of your great moments or most effective tips. And you can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. And for this week, we're going to hear from Ruby. 
It has been a great summer, and if that's the case, uh, or if it's been a really terrible summer, I want to really encourage everyone to make time for maintenance. You can have this new program that's awesome, and what we tend to do is check it off the list and be like, all right, it's done, it's running, it's great, and then walk away and start seven other things, right? And so it's really important to make sure that somebody's in charge of taking care of all the things that need some love and are going to need some love throughout mm -hmm their time. And so think about, is there somebody on your staff beyond the maintenance person? But think about programming, right? Um, that can be in charge of maintenance, like the director of program maintenance. That's kind of an interesting title, right? Uh, but that it's somebody who's making sure that all the supplies are there as needed, that they're doing some evaluation of the programming and is it still being effective. Uh, the other piece is make your staff clean. I'm a really big believer, and it's probably true for set aside time to clean your office during the summer as well, uh, because I know whenever I get stressed, it often has to, or it often correlates with my office getting dirtier and the piles getting <laughs> taller. And so uh, make sure there is time set aside for your staff to clean and, and reset their gear in their cabins. Uh, don't let somebody else come in after them and do it. They need to do it. Um, and with our staff that I work with now, they actually have gear that they take care of and keep at home all year long. And so we've started having gear rehab times um, at the beginning and end of the year where we fix stuff, replace stuff, and just have a few paid hours for folks to be able to go through their stuff and, and um, really focus on getting ready for the next year, as well as at the end of the year, getting all of it packed up, ready to go so we can put it into storage. And it's good to go to pull off the shelf when we get back to, to the beginning of the season. So remember maintenance it is so important and i think that that you can take that tip also for your own desk as a camp director uh, mine certainly would need maintenance so i could see it um, at the end of every summer but i think sort of organizing that starting clean starting fresh kind of helps with a fresh mindset yeah, um whether you oh, have cool. a desk that you you know your your year-round desk is on site or whether it's in a different city um, chances are if it's in a different city, you've left stuff there from the spring um, and you really need to kind of get yourself clean that off um, and figure out where stuff goes, put it in the appropriate file folders or whatever it is for next year, um, but start off fresh so that you are ready to go. Um, I think that that kind of helps clear some of the cobwebs and clear some of the stress. If you come home and you see piles this big, you, you know, you probably just want to <laughs> crawl into bed and not look mm -hmm. at it for a couple of days. And it's hard to kind of get out and do that. And I think it kind of helps you, you know, that physical act of um, that book. What's that book about? Um, it's Japanese, I think, about thanking everything. And, yeah. And yep. so, you know, thank it for whatever it offered you in um, your life. Be grateful for it and either recycle it or put it back where it needs to go. Um, and start uh, fresh. So I would add that piece into that same tip. Yeah. Um, so don't forget to uh, join us. Use that hashtag camp code and tell us all your thoughts and how we can help and help you to do a better job for your campers and for your staff and parents. And thanks for the listening, friends. This is the end of the first podcast of season five. Please remember, no other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a Camp Hacker podcast, please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends.
Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.